Good Thursday afternoon and welcome to the Happening in the Hamptons podcast. This is the 52nd, can you believe that? That's unbelievable. The 52nd podcast that we are doing, uh, that we do once a week. It's good to be back. I'm here with my colleague Steve Glick and a very special guest, one of the best real estate agents in the history of the Hamptons, I would say. Terry Cohen, who just recently got a Vespa, so she's oh. scooted in on her, on her Vespa today. But Terry, you've you've sold billions in real estate, billions. That's billions with a B. She has sold billions in real estate, and a very impressive uh, portfolio of sold listings. And your insight on the market is very much uh, desirable for everyone that's listening. So we would love to hear what you have to say about the market today. Well, first of all, I want to say happy holidays. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and um, and every other holiday you're going to celebrate and a happy new year. Um, let's talk about Vespas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, a, great, a, great, a great thing. It was a surprise gift for a, a present and I'm so excited. But the real estate market, you know, yeah, I've been doing it. I've sold billions, but now I feel like I'm a billion years old. Um, so for over 20 years, I've been doing this one way or, or in one form or another mostly by myself and then recently with a, uh, the team that has grown. And that's been a real um, plus for me. We're collaborative, it's helpful, it's fun. Um, and I think all of us combined make a, at least make us all a little bit stronger. Um, so in, in the market today, I think we all know that we've gone through a crazy couple of years, both personally and professionally, and had driven the market um, to where it's at today, which is just basically a tight market. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing this now, like I said, over two decades, and I've seen tight markets before, whether it was a pandemic or just a, a run on the stock market that translated over to real estate, it it's just tight. So we have right. a supply, and we have a demand that's greater than supply, period. And we have developers who've been making a lot of money so we're, a lot of people are scrambling for end users and developers for the same piece of property. Where some of the things I see that the trends are happening um, and some interesting things that are happening, uh, the south of the highway, let's just talk about Bridgehampton, Meacox area, where we used to be able to have a one acre property and the retail on that was six to seven million. Um, recent trade on recent trades are now up to 14 on new construction. Oh. That's a giant leap. Um, areas on Meacott's areas on in Sandpiper. Um, and, and that's on that su same one acre property? Like if there's a new construction there, house on that property? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 14. you know, we could take for Summerfield, for example, the first one in Summerfield, I think Paramount did. And I think that retailed for seven two, And one just traded for close to 13. So that's an extraordinary leap, um, which makes the, so your out price is set, so then the in price has to reset. So instead of the threes that people were buying, now it's become the fives, the five and a half for the land, and therefore it. Now, you, you said it's a tight market. What does that mean? So there, is there more buyers than there's then there's property and product on the market? Is that yeah, what, more, that's what you're well, saying? Well, there's more, yes, there's tight market in the areas that are that what people want. Um, so, and, and there's two things going on. Like I said, there's developers looking and end users who are looking. And because the market is very tight in terms of um, ready houses, people are buying things midstream in construction, um, buying land that a developer bought, or buying land themselves and building their own homes. Who is buying this land? So you're saying it's like the land. Is it just developers buying the land, or are you now you're seeing 
you know, end users, people that are going to buy the land and then hire somebody to build a house. Yeah. Three things. Okay. Either the developer or, or the buyer, okay. independent, and or the developer has the property and then builds for the buyer. So there's three scenarios there. So for example, if a developer buys something that mm-hmm. was a really good, quiet deal and got a very good you know, situation, it might be better for an end user to work in collaboration with that builder, will get a better price and on the open market, you know, and, and also rotation will be quicker because it's already bought and maybe permits are starting to go. There was like a fear a fear buyer in the during the pandemic where people were needed a place. It felt like they needed like a, a bunker. Panic buying. Yeah, panic buying. Is that panic buying still existing? No. It's not existing. No. So but people have accepted the new price or well, like is that will that drive prices the, down? the occupancy buyer if you will like the person who had to be in tomorrow because of this was pandemic related um and was willing to compromise on certain things like maybe an older house maybe a different location that that isn't there at least in my you guys are talking to in me world, so yeah. who i've contacted that's not there there are also a lot of people double down in manhattan um, prices were low, so they doubled down and bought bigger properties there. Yeah. Um, today, people are very happy in the city. A lot, there's a lot of talk of people who are going to stay here, as always, and as always, most went back to the city and are and, and right. are happy. Now, you saying that with the tight market, are they are the buyers now looking outside? their normal areas that they're looking in for? They're going a little north or different towns or they're still waiting for that property to come up in the specific area that they're looking for? I think it depends. Some people will only want to be where they want to be mm-hmm. and other people are open to, to different markets. The North, you know, the North Bridgehampton, North Watermill, North, I mean, th- those things have exploded. We're seeing trades up 10, 12, 14 million dollars for properties that have we never saw more than like six or seven at most on a, on a, on a even Bridgehampton North, which is probably the most desirable in Watermill North because it feels farmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even the ones in the woods now are, you know, if you're giving a nice house and you're giving, you know, all the amenities, all the pool amenities, and tennis, yep. they, they are, yeah. they're the one and one acre lots north of the highway that wanted Deerfield traded for 10 without tennis. So, you know, extraordinary, but it's a beautiful, you know, modern home. So, so let, me, let me ask you, yeah, in, in your world, what's a more desirable situation? You know, a house that's south of the highway, that's, you know, much older and needs a lot of work and there's gonna be a lot of effort involved in getting it back, doesn't have all the amenities, or, you know, a super brand new luxe modern house North of the highway, you know, what, what, what would the buyer, is, would a buyer, is a buyer more likely to jump or get more excited about the new thing or they get more excited about the question. location? Yeah, it depends on the buyer. Um, there are people who are very busy and they have kids and they both have jobs. They and, can't wait. And right? they, just, yeah. they just want a nice home. And as long as they feel that it's appropriately priced based on new, new data, I, that would that would trade. If you're looking at somebody who has a little bit more investment, you know, interest, because if you buy again the right price property south of the highway, right now close to the beach is always was always important. For a while, it dropped off for some reason, and now it's back there as it should. Um, it's worth the work because what you'll do is what a developer would do as an end user, and you'll create your own value. So when you're done with that project, you've already you've already have value to your property you've added it let me ask you a question so these properties are coming on the market yep. and if something's priced right 
um, and it hits the market, how soon are you seeing these things trade? Is it overnight? Is it a week? Is it 30 days? Well, you know, for what I do, and 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 I I I work with my we do what the, the seller wants us to do. So mm -hmm. the seller will tell the seller, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to? keep it quiet, do you want to put it out there? And most of the time they want to put it out there to everybody. So yep. we get the listing, we co-broke it immediately. Um, and you'll see like three instances where we did that and they they were gone, honestly, this contract was signed within two, three days. Oh, so wow. for example, Polo Court was okay. one of mine and it went on and another buyer bought it, you know, another company, Corkin bought it. Mm -hmm. And that was done in, you know, I thought it would be done in a day and I was very disappointed. <laughs> and Andrew looked at me and goes, it's only been a day. I said, I know, but what's going on? Is there something wrong? Is the market changing? And then the next day, the And this is a $10 million property. You're not talking a million dollar property. Oh, no, this is, no. This is a real deal. And then, yeah. the, you know, you know, my partner had, you know, Old Sack Harbor Road. And, and again, we had our own buyer, but the other buyer came up a little bit more and that was gone in two days. And then and Wheaton, which was a co-broke. I mean, that went into a major bidding war because we priced that right. I felt the number was... Um, I knew that if I put seven nine, we get more, and we did. We cut almost ten. That's incredible. So now, what do you see? You know, we're in the holidays. Obviously, it's it's. We just had Thanksgiving. We're during the ho Hanukkah season. Christmas is coming up. So, <laughs> of course, <laughs> what, what what do you see happening now in the next sixty days? Uh, that's a long time in real estate. It's a year. That's, that's like a. That's, <laughs> that's like a decade. Yeah, that's Bring like it back. Decade. Thirty. Give me thirty day. Give me a thirty well, day. I, I, th I think people will be enjoying the holidays. There'll be people sure. here if they're in town. Mm -hmm. And if they decided to spend some time here, they'll be they'll be buying. Sure. If they're in Aspen or if they're in Florida or if they're in the city, well, not the city, if they're in Aspen in Florida, you know, there might be a slow off in terms of people being able to get here. Uh, but if there's something really great and if there's something really fantastic. They're watching. They're, they're watching yeah. the market. And so they'll, no and they'll, the they'll buzz in, they'll fly in. Yeah. Um, the city people will, will definitely be here on a plane in, in 10 Good. minutes. So. And if you have a good broker, you'll just start, you'll start the process and bid and you, you, you know, if they trust you and you talk about it, you know, you, you can and, it, and, it, and it takes a team. I know you work with a, with a team now, yep. you have your Terry Cohen team. You guys are all on the market, focused on all the listing systems, getting all the alerts. So once a good listing pops up, you're able to get that out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And your reach also knows, expands, you know, from West Hampton uh, to, to Montauk and you're, you, you have a pulse where you're getting information of properties before they even hit the market and you're able to now educate your buyers and get um, get those listings out there immediately so I think that it, it works well it's good advice to work with an agent that understands the market because there's a so broad much a broad market yeah there's so much data coming in in and out there's so many off-market listings listings coming on selling so quickly you need to work with a team that's able to get you that information well basically I've done this even before the team but the team is with the team, it's better. Um, but for example, if you look at data that's close to the ocean and you look at Southampton and you look at the estate section and you, let's say $10 million or $15 million, you'll look at something like an ox pasture right now that ha it's two acres. I love this property. It's Erica Grossman's. Um, but you know, it, you can live in it for a few years and then you can do what you want. There's also like little plains and areas like that in Foster's Crossing where you know, where you look at these things, this is a half acre, this is an acre, this is an acre and a half over here. Let's go to Meacocks, let's go to Bridgehampton, and let's look at Sandpiper, for example, at 1475, that one acre trade. Let's go all the way to Amagansett, and let's go to Marine Boulevard, where that one was, you know, 5,000 square foot off the ocean, mm -hmm. and that's going to go for like 14. So if you have a global reach and somebody just wants to be near the beach, well, let's give them a broad base of wow. what you can buy between, you know, 
even miles seven and thirty off off ocean. You know, that's incredible. You got so much knowledge of all I know. this. But also, they want to go. It's just like hearing like data. Just like, but also, they want to go to the bays now. So the bays are also waterfront. On the bays is another amazing. I love the bays. I I, I can remember. I remember being. You know, I don't know. Whatever, 10, 12 years old. And it was like not cool if you had a house on the bay. It was like that was like the not not the cool thing. Like if if you if you if you knew somebody that wanted to go to the Bay Beach, it was like I don't want to go to the Bay Beach. I want to go to the ocean. I think the bays are awesome. Well, there's so many new water sports now that are happening. Yeah, it's like on they the figured bay. it out. Yeah. Like the bays are like. I think in some ways it's it's in some ways it's better. You can do the stand up paddle boarding. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's calm. It's a lot calmer. less dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when even when I sold things on Dune Road, I mean. For me, the ocean is amazing, but my yeah, friends all—a oh, yeah. lot of my friends bought on the other of side, on the bay side. So they had ocean access. They had these beautiful. I love the bays because it has more. It has more interest, you know. Mm-hmm. And you walk across the street to your private ocean access, and yeah. now that was nice. But I think what might have started this was Sag Harbor. I'm not sure when Sag Harbor busted out and became again a very significant, you know. Place. Doesn't that just blow your mind that Sag Harbor is what it is today? <laughs> but it's village. It's walking. It's it's water. Um, and it's good water, you know, it's know. water where you can take your boat and go out. And then North Haven exploded, and then from there, the first one was Noyak Bay Avenue, to that, that, that house that traded at 1375 on an acre, you know, way off track, and that was maybe seven years now. So that really wow. started, then Clearview happened. And so if you start looking at a map, and you just look from, from Sag Harbor all the way to North Sea, it's just... It's coming. Clearview is is there yep. at ten million now, and so all these little places where you walk in and you see these neighborhoods of um, a more modest, you know. Uh, but but then you get to the, the 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 bays and they're just spectacular, and then eventually those other neighborhoods come up like they did on Surfside. You know, then the other ones pop pop down and, and get get broader and better. How important? Sorry. How how important is the quality of the uh, construction in these premium areas? Like what? Is, is what happens if you have a house that's not built by, you know, is, I mean, does that ever even really happen? Is there ever a situation where a house gets built that's kind of the quality is just not that good? Being that we work for the seller, I won't say any names, but there's a <laughs> friend of mine, a friend, a friend, I did not sell her this house, um, who bought a house and then a brand new house and it had to get all new windows, all new doors. It was leaking everywhere. So, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that wasn't good. But she's still really happy in the house, so whatever. But um, I think if you're, since we work for the, 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 in the seller, you know, it's our obligation to work for them. But yeah, I think everybody realizes that there's certain people who are different levels of building. I right. mean, you know, and I think, and I, I don't think we should be shy about presenting, you know, the levels. I mean, and some people, you know, could be, if you're 900 a square foot, well, that's your basic house. But if you're working with an interior designer, you're working with a decorator, and you're working with, you know, a top noted, you know, architect, your, your fees are, up. and then whatever construction company you use, and there's many good ones, that number can, can go to 3,000 a square foot very easily, and the, the project can be three years because everybody's got to talk, you know. So, um, I mean, you have to understand quality, and I think there's a lot of brokers who do and a lot of brokers who don't. Um, but you, the good ones generally, you know. All right. Terry, you know, you just... I don't know how you. I don't know how you keep up. You you speak and it's like you're, you you speak so quickly. It's just incredible. Maybe because I just speak quickly. Just very 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 <laughs> smart. Very smart. Uh, Steve, you have our numbers for this week. Yeah. Well, we took a hiatus for you know Thanksgiving and 
and everything like that. So we have two weeks of data. So over the past two weeks, there were 62 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. When you compare it to the two weeks last year in 2020, there were 91 listings. So we're seeing a year-over-year -year decrease of 32%. However, if you go back to 2019, there were 45 listings that went into contract in this two-week period, which is an increase of 38%. So we are still in a busy market from 2019 and 2018 and so forth, but we're just a little bit down from 2020 as 2020 was, you know, a we wild, had more product a wild though. Year. So it's we not had more product. So yeah. it's it's not, and that's the thing. Like right. I go through these we numbers, and it's like we those 62 right. listings that went into contract the past two weeks that could have been, you know, in. And you know, doubled if there was more product on right. the market. Every broker has has buyers exactly. wanting to ready buy. to go. Right. Well, when we go about the listings, um, let me just give you the quick breakdown of those sixty-two transactions, and we'll get into what's coming onto the market. The breakdown: there were two listings between ten and twenty, two between eight and ten, six between six and eight, six between four and six, sixteen between two and four, and thirty listings went into contract under two million. New listings coming onto the market over two-week period. There are 50 new listings, so it decreases our overall inventory by 12 listings. So we're constantly seeing week over week the inventory decreasing of new listings coming onto the market. The breakdown of those 50 new listings that came onto the market, there were three new listings over 20 million, one between 10 and 20, one between 8 and 10, four between 6 and 8, four between 4 and 6, 10 between 2 and 4, and 27 new listings under $2 million that came on over the past two weeks. So we'll see how it goes as it continues as you round out the year um, and into next year. Uh, you know, it's funny. I want to see inventory increase. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I think we're all kind of hoping that will happen, even though the problem that is can when indicate it, that things are well, when a good down. When a good listing comes on, you may not see it because it, it trades so quickly. Yeah. There's action right away and it comes on and goes off. So the good listings are, um, if it's priced right, and, it, and it's a great listing, it's gonna go, it's gonna go quick. Yeah, but I, also, I mean, there, there are people who call me and they wanna sell. And um, right. and I said, where do you wanna go? And if they wanna retire, great, we put on the market. If they wanna go up, I show them what's on their next category. I say they want a bigger home or they need two homes, the kids are right. grown, they need you know a compound. But a lot of times when I show, they wanna stay here and they just wanna cash out, but then when they go look and see what they can find, they, they, they they They're rethink, like, uh -oh. you know. So you gotta, as a as a broker, I recommend, that, or as a as a as a lister, I would recommend you see, put your, you know, do your homework first. You yeah. know, but it's a great time to sell. It's an absolute great time to sell. Cap gains might go up if you get your house in the market now, close before the end of the year. It, it, it's it's really great. The market's strong, and if you have plans that you want to up upscale or downscale or or leave the area, it is. Absolutely, a, a, an unbelievable time to list. Man, we are just so spoiled, Steve, to have access to like this kind of real estate advice. Yeah, this like, is great stuff. We, right whenever here. we want, you know what I mean. I've <laughs> no, known you for you just want I, the best spot. I've known you, you since on, I started working here, and to ha just to have access to like this kind of real estate information and advice and instinct and nuance is, is just so awesome. Um, but I'm sure your clients feel the same way. I hope so. So, this is what's happening in the Hamptons, Steve. All right, I'm ready, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready for it. I'm, I want to know, what am I doing this weekend? Well, okay. there's still pumpkins if you drive down Deerfield. There's, pumpkins? There's pumpkins. Th yeah, drive down Deerfield in that giant open field. <laughs> yeah. There's still beautiful orange pumpkins that are about like, 15 acres. 
I mean, it's still beautiful. And you can make some pumpkin pie. And you can play pickleball outside, just saying. It's <laughs> yeah, so you're nice. crazy about pickleball. S Y S. So that's what's 12. happening. Pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball. pickleball. You got to go. Tell, us, tell me about pickleball. Okay. Well, pickleball is the greatest sport on the planet, um, <laughs> except for other great sports. But this is. I the, like the word. It is. Um, and you can play indoors if, you know, everything is comfortable now. And it's $75 to join for the Where entire year. It's SYS. SYS. What a great. Southampton. They also have outdoor courts. And just people show up. And you just play, and everybody's nice, and it's just a very nice feeling, and it's a really great thing to do to start your day um, or spend your whole morning, which I just did. I love I came it. In here. <laughs> it's a good workout, right? It's, it's a great workout. It's yeah. fun, and it's a, it's just easy. All about the fun, though. Yeah, yeah it yeah, is. That's what it is. Yeah. So All what's right. happening, Dave? Right, this weekend? So that's what's happening. Well, pickleball. Pickleball. And then you have... Only do Monday through Friday. Don't say on the weekend. Okay. Oh, sorry. Unless Monday through Friday. And then okay, so we have the. Uh, Hamptons Dock Fest, the 14th annual Hamptons Dock Fest in Sag Harbor. With, that's a, uh, the, obviously at the Sag Harbor Cinema and Bay Street. Mm -hmm. That runs from Friday, December 3rd to Friday, December 10th. What is that? The Hamptons Dock Fest is an, ex an expanded live eight-day festival. Um, and you're going to have 30 screenings available of all these different documentary movies. Oh, documentary. And yeah. Saunders & Associates is sponsoring the one of the movies it's one of the, yeah, well we're sponsoring community day and what community is community day. community day is that it's a free day so on friday december 10th all the all the showings all the movies will be free completely so you, free nice. you don't need a ticket you don't need money you could just go oh. and there's throughout the day there's movies starting i think at like around noon it goes throughout the evening or at the last one is at 8 8 p.m at night and it's a free day during the other days, you have to pay and, and, and buy a ticket to go see a show. But Community Day would be um, something special. Which is compliments of Saunders and Associates. Correct. What about yeah. the popcorn? Ooh. Ooh. I don't think popcorn is may be uh, Maybe a, a, a little small, charge. small fee for the popcorn. <laughs> All right. A little charge. A little bit. Just, just an important. Just a little bit. Close to my heart question. Yep. Okay. All right. So then, and also, I just want to mention that you got to see this movie, Waterproof. Um, which is, you know, John Ryan, the lifeguards in Amagansett, yeah, the Ryan yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a compelling story of a community crusade to create a safe swimming environment in East Hampton. Oh, cool. And, you know, these guys, uh, the, the Ryans, they're, they're larger than life people. I was a lifeguard when I was a kid. I worked for them, and he's just this larger than life guy. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie. It's Sunday, December 5th. From 11, uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Sag Harbor Cinema. So you got to see that. Then you got... It's a long movie. It's probably two showings. Yeah, it's two separate showings. Yeah, right. yeah. So then you got the Christmas <laughs> Bazaar, which is... That sounds like a bizarre event, but Christmas Bazaar oh. in West Hampton Beach. That was kind of funny. <laughs> 1 to 3 p.m. That's on Saturday, December 4th. The West Hampton Presbyterian Church. And they got green wreaths and jewelry and handmade crafts and all of the stuff that you can buy for Christmas, which should be so fun. And then finally, you have the Little Lucy's Meet Santa Paws. Oh, Paws. Not Claws, but Paws. <laughs> so if you, have, if you have a dog that is way too spoiled uh, for <laughs> anyone, Way too spoiled. You can take your dog to see Santa Paws oh, at great. Little at Little Lucy's on Sunday, December fifth. 
Where's um, Little Lucy's? It's on 90, uh, glad you asked. That's on 91 Job's Lane. And Santa Paws is going to be there from 1 to 3 p.m. And uh. supposedly there's going to be peppermint patty cocktails. And there will also be peppermint dog treats. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a dog's going to like that. It's probably regular dog treats, yeah. you know, marketed as peppermint. Um, oh, you're buzzed. And you can get, and you can get some uh, picture taking with Santa. Santa. I think Paws. that's great. I'm not sure. I, I, is I Santa Claus another dog? I'm sure. Yeah. Is it a big? It's a giant dog dressed up as Santa. I don't know. Or is it, it a, has to be. Or is Santa Claus? Santa Paws. Is it just Santa Claus and they're calling him Santa Paws? Well, we'll have to go. We have to go and we'll get Dave, some social go, media on that. Bring and I dog. think it's great. I'm going to go investigate. Imagine a little kid taking your dog. I we'll think do that's some great. Some investigative journalism over there. Investigative. Come right. on. I think anything we do right now is really great for. Oh man, we were in. I, Everybody you know, needs a little spirit. Last week know, they did the Christmas tree lighting in Sag Harbor uh, in Southampton Village. I felt like I was in like Manhattan. I mean, it was Aww. everyone was just so into it. Nice. There was music everywhere. They had fireworks. It was like packed. I mean, people are really yearning. To get back to being normal, like and and um, it was Just really tr- nice to see. It was like wow. It was like this is what it's all about, man. You know, it was really out here. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it was special. Great. Thanksgiving, I think for everyone, had, I think everybody felt pretty pretty relieved. And let's yeah. just hope it continues. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we wish everybody a, a happy and healthy. All right. So Terry, thank you very much for You're coming. And uh, that's what's happening in the Hamptons, everybody. I'm Dave Retiner. That's Steve Glick. <laughs> and uh, have a nice day.